Welcome back to Bacon Wire, an MSU sports podcast here uh, on the Big Banter Podcasting Network. Carter, what's shaking, Bacon? What's going on, man? Just finally having some dinner. Oh, what you got? What you got? What you got for the people? Little Domino's pizza. Little Domino's? Mm-hmm. Staple for me when I was at MSU. The MSU. The Domino's on the Domino's on Harrison. Oh, that's my happy place. They had my garlic knots pre-prepared on Saturday nights because I'd stumble in from Harper's. When I die, just... that's going to be what heaven looks like for me. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, Lucas is going to be a little late joining us, so we'll hold off on the MSU basketball talk because we all have thoughts. Mm-hmm. About um about this basketball team and its leadership and its coaching staff and all that good stuff. Um let's start with the Super Bowl. Um, you know, it 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 sucks that the lines aren't in it. Um each passing day. I buy more and more into the delusion that they will be in it next year. So I need not, I need not fear. Uh, But, you know, for this time, it's a rematch of the 2020 Super Bowl. Uh, The San Francisco 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, You know, Carter, is there any, is there any reason, I guess, like make the case for the San Francisco 49ers for me? Because, this just seems like a predestined like Chiefs victory. Mahomes officially takes takes the torch from Brady. You know, Travis and Taylor kiss on the 50-yard line with confetti falling, yada yada yada. Like what what do, what do the 49ers need to do in order in order to win this game? Well, think about why they lost last time against Kansas City. Jimmy Garoppolo was pretty bad. They just didn't have good quarterback play. And you know, for all the all the controversy, whether you know the polarization of of Brock Purdy, he's a pretty good quarterback. I think we can I think we can say that. You know, he makes throw like he makes throws. System dependent or not is up to you, but those throws are being made no matter what. He's making the plays that he needs to. He's making the plays with his legs too. I think that is it is an upgrade at quarterback with Brock Purdy, and it's probably a better skill group. Debo Samuel and healthy Kittle and uh, Christian McCaffrey this time around. I mean, it's those guys, right? Shanahan is one of the brightest young minds in college or in college in the NFL. Um, the thing is though, they have to not abandon the run. If they're winning in this game, that is the reason why Kyle Shanahan has lost Super Bowls in the past. Cause he wants to go, he wants to go gung ho with his quarterback. So, and then on Kansas city side, we, have seen the, you know, we saw what they did in the regular season. They were not a very good offensive team. They were, they were a fine offensive team. They weren't a good offensive team by Kansas city standards. Um, that seems to have gone a little bit away in the postseason. put up what 27 against the, the dolphins. Then I think like 34 or something on that good bills defense. And then they fought against that Ravens defense. They ended up winning. I think their defense ended up coming through for them. But, 
you know, San Francisco's got a good defense themselves. So if, if there can be a good defense that can slow down Patrick Mahomes, I think it probably was Baltimore's, but maybe, you know, Steve Wilk saw why Baltimore fell in that game or, or whatever it was. Um, and he's got a plan for it. It's if you can, if you can get the, you know, the bad play from the regular season, the wide receivers that Mahomes have been throwing to, there's your case for San Francisco. But if you're if you're dealing with the all of a sudden, oh, it's the playoffs now. Now Marquez Valdez Scantling can catch a ball. Now you're looking at a tougher situation. So I think that's what it comes down to. I think offensively they're gonna play fine. You gotta stop 15 somehow. And these guys who now all of a sudden remembered how to catch. Yeah, I just I I'm really having a hard time imagining a scenario where this San Francisco defense is, is going to be, is going to be able to stop uh, is going to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes and in, in, in the chiefs. I just feel like, you know, they don't defend the run very well. Isaiah Pacheco just, I feel like he's going to take is he's, he's just going to run straight through your chest and he's going to snatch your soul. And, you know, the Niners did a good job in the second half. Um, um, you know, with that, um, with that defense, but I just, I don't know. I just, I just don't see, I just don't see Kansas city losing this game. I feel like if they're in any real danger, they are going to get, an assist from the zebras. It feels like, you know, I, I hate to do the NFL rigged thing, but it just kind of feels like, you know, they got here on their own. You know, I don't, I feel like, uh, I feel like that parable of, of, you know, Jesus and Jesus in the sand, Jesus in the sand, you know, like, uh, there was only one, there were only one set of footsteps because I carried you like, that's going to be, that's going to be cleat. Cleet Blakeman or whoever the refereeing crew is for the Super Bowl to to Patrick Mahomes. So that is um. I got Kansas City in this one, honestly, though. Yeah, for all me the too. reasons that you're saying, I agree with them. But you asked me to make a case for San Francisco, so I tried. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just don't, I just don't, yeah, I just, San Francisco, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, like, Kyle Shanahan did come back in two, in two straight playoff games. You know, I feel like that's, I feel like that's case positive for whatever demons he had to exercise, he exercised them. But I just, I don't know. I feel like for the NFC's sake, the best case scenario is San Francisco winning because that means they're going to pay Bert, Brock Purdy. <laughs> I wonder when the league will figure out Brock Purdy. Yes, um they haven't done it yet. He's had a couple bad games, like the Minnesota game wasn't good, but overall he's had a really good season. He's a, he's going to be on MVP. He's going to be on the MVP stage tomorrow, right? Cuz tomorrow's the awards, I think. Right. 
Right. Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't know. Let's uh, let's see what happens. I I I have a feeling. I have a feeling Kansas City is going to come out on top here. Um, MSU football. Um, you know, today was the OG signing day. Um, not a lot to talk about. Um, the thing I do want to discuss though, which, I, which I think is, is pretty interesting. Uh, and Max and, and Max Klitschke brought this up on, on, on Twitter too. Uh, the way the staff is approaching PWOs and walk-ons, you know, I think is, I think is pretty neat. I, I don't know if that's a product of, of, you know, Jonathan Smith's upbringing as a formal walk-on. Um, really? Yeah. Jonathan Smith walked on to Oregon state's Oregon state and, and earn himself a scholarship in their history. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I wonder if it's a byproduct of kind of, of kind of Jonathan Smith's upbringing or just kind of like a recommitment to, to kind of look at the team holistically. Uh, because I felt like that was one of the side effects of the failures of the Mel Tucker era is that there was a real prioritization of, of the stars, right? The, the kind of, um, <laughs> uh, lack of poor term giving, giving how this era of MSU football ended, but the star fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I feel like, I feel like kind of getting back to the guys who are overlooked under recruited, right taking taking a chance on these guys who are willing to bet on themselves and be like yeah I'll fill out fast but I don't give a fuck it's the right and, mentality right trying to earn their scholarships and earn and play their way up the depth chart i think that's going to pay dividends in the long run for the for the team because it you know it's going to make everyone it's going to make everyone play a lot harder in practice it's going to make everyone a little tougher I'm eating, so this is good. No, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, this great radio. <laughs> You're 100% right. Um, on the scholarship side, though, only a couple guys signed, I'm pretty sure, right? Um, they got Jalen Brown, the wide receiver from Texas. That seems to be a good find by Hawk because, you know, after his commitment, he's now gone up a bunch of spots in the rankings. He's now in the 800s. So, you know, an 800 in Texas is what was Chance Rucker like? He was kind of around that, around yeah. that realm. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, that's just the type of player that you're going to get and develop at at receiver. And I believe they added Martin Connington, the kicker. I don't know if you listen to SD Farrell show with Justin Thind and Sheehan, but I did not. I didn't listen to the latest one. It was the funniest bit that those two went on about martin connington and oh how he, i saw his i saw his only, quotes though how yeah. he only likes to kick in adverse conditions yeah literally getting it out of the mud ask my landlord to increase my rent so i can grind harder <laughs> it's like uh it's it's like when uh i feel like it's kind of like what uh what msu's basketball approach is to free throws <laughs> <laughs> Martin Connington will only kick in 32 degree weather, 20 mile an hour winds coming out of the south end zone, 50 yards out. If it's if it's you know if we're playing um, 
Florida Atlantic and it's 76 degrees out and he's got a and he's got a 40 yard field goal, he's not taking it. Nope, he's not. He's gonna he doesn't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> um he can't stop drinking wine. <laughs> and uh Michigan State lost uh, Jaden Walker from my high school. He went out to USC. Good luck to Great him. Great job, Carter. Yeah, that was my fault. Great work. You know, you're, you you were sent in there to close, mm-hmm. and and you let everyone down. You let you let Coach Smith down. You let yeah. Coach Rossi down. Oh. Just what the fuck, man? I let down the spirit of Greg Jones and Antoine Simmons and Nico Allen. They're all rolling over in their grave. Um. Yeah, Lucas. We're, Lucas, welcome. Hey. Uh, welcome, my friend. We Hello. are. Um, we are talking. The uh, we are talking signing day. Okay. Um. So just to just to kind of wrapping it wrapping up the twenty twenty four class. The other thing I want to talk about. Uh, Jonathan Smith salvaging this class. I think is something that you know it it, it ended at forty sixth. Right. I forgot to mention Mike Sean Beeler, this defensive tackle they signed from Chicago. Everybody's raving about this kid. They raved about Derek Harmon, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. So I'm excited for this class. I'm excited, you know, getting back getting back to the roots, you know. Yep. Didn't think we'd miss it that much, but we did. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh it, it was like that joke we used to talk about with Tucker when he's got in, you know, Georgia three stars are Michigan four stars are, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, chart. yeah, there's a whole conversion chart. Uh, but if you're only getting like six Georgia three stars, like <laughs> it's like the equivalent of getting two Michigan four stars. It's, you know, it's just, you got to run the numbers. Yeah. You just got to You got to fill the class out. So, I, uh, widespread widespread uh, national signing day thing. Can we please like bring back the ESPNU special with the hats on the tables and and you know the all day coverage? That's the whole well, reason I care about recruiting, man. This is the whole reason I got into it because it's fun. Well, the the thing is, I mean, it's like they don't do it any like this. Huh. This signing day isn't a big deal anymore. It's in December now. Is that an NIL thing? No, it's it's an enrollment thing because mm. like nobody tells you this when you're when you're in high school, but the second semester of your senior year of high school is essentially optional. Like you're just there to fuck around. <laughs> like yeah. that's it. The only thing you miss by enrolling early is prom. And you could probably still go if you get invited. Yeah, and you could yeah. probably still fucking go to prom. Yeah, you can go. Like that's what that's like the whole dirty secret of American public school education is that the second semester of your senior year of high school, they're just babysitting you. Like funny story, I don't know if I told this on the pod before, but starting like mid-January until like i think the first week in april i was i was 20 minutes late to school every single day <laughs> and like 
in my senior yeah second semester of my senior year 20 minutes late every single day i was 20 minutes See? late every day of every single semester of my high school senior year i i was 18 my whole senior year so i got to sign myself out whenever i wanted and i was taking <laughs> i was taking a college course like the second half of the day and they would bust in students from other schools so like at 1.30, basically, my day was done, and I was just sitting in in the classroom just fucking around. <laughs> and I just literally went up to the principal's office every day and signed myself out at 1.30 to where my teacher for that computer class was like, when everyone else left, he's like, ah, just go ahead and go home. <laughs> he just didn't – because I was getting A's and everything. He's like, I don't give a shit. Just fucking go because it was right by the door. He's like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, I went to a Catholic school, so they still gave a shit. Oh. Like, they still tried to enforce rules and stuff. Uh, but, like, I would stop at Tim Hortons every day. That's why I was late, <laughs> because I would stop and get Tim Hortons every day. And That's the same, actually. That's the same, no. actually. I would pull up, with a, I'd pull up with a coffee cup, like, every day, like, to my teachers and be like, sorry, I had to come all the way across town. That's why I'm late. <laughs> the, the secretary, she was like, you need to start bringing me coffee because my <laughs> wrist hurts from writing you tardy slips. <laughs> so every Wednesday I brought her coffee and she would wipe absences from the system. Oh yeah. So I didn't get, yeah. I, I didn't get enough time. I like the system didn't register that I had enough tardies to like trigger a detention <laughs> until April. <laughs> until I did the same thing like basically i did it so i did it every day signing myself out to where the secretary would just hand me the early dismissal slip <laughs> as soon as she saw me walking up i'm like this rules i'm so glad i'm 18 this semester but i remember one time i like i did like we had a journalism class in our school and basically if you sign yourself out to go sell ads it was code for just go out and fuck around like we go eat go to like Applebee's and stuff on school time. And one time I went to Wendy's to try to legit sell ads and I locked my keys in my truck. <laughs> Wait, Lucas, so I, where did you go? I don't know. I'm not falling oh, for it. Oh. <laughs> I'm not falling for it because I listen to mostly sports when Titus tries to get <laughs> with the Wendy's jokes every day. <laughs> um, uh, okay, anyway. Speaking, speaking of not giving a fuck in the final semester of your education... MSU basketball. Oh. What an excellent segue. Uh, listen, <laughs> win at Maryland, win at home versus Maryland, la-di-da. <clears throat> Good job. Rah-rah. Victory for MSU. All that good stuff. Um, last night, I, I want to talk about last night. The... I want to say this. Ben Johnson is doing a really, really, really good job at Minnesota. If your name is Ben Johnson, you're a fucking good coach. I don't know what's in the water, but if your name is if your legal name is Ben Johnson, you're you're cooking. You're cooking right now in the coaching circles. I don't know what the deal is. Um yeah, he he basically he built um, he's built a pretty formidable program, and you know if, if they can kind of get a couple more bounces going their way, like they could be going dancing um, th this season, which which, which is a which is a remarkable improvement 
Um, if Fred Hoiberg wasn't doing what he was doing at Nebraska, he would Ben Johnson would be running away with coach of the year. I mean, it wouldn't even be a question. That's true. However, and this team, like I've said it before and I'll say it again, they're just losers. Like they face adversity, even if it's temporary adversity, they face any adversity, temporary, permanent, whatever. And they fold like a, they fold like a, like a house of cards. It's incredible. Like Tyson Walker goes out. Yeah. Mine as well. The forfeited. Cause they weren't going to win that game. He went back in and it still didn't matter. Nine points disappeared like that. Nothing says this team is built around Tyson Walker save us than that stretch that he went out with that injury. And guess where that falls? If Tyson Walker is out, where does it fall? Where do you need where do you need leadership to come from? Where do you need a steady presence to come from. It should come. Tom Izzo's coaching your basketball team. It should come from your senior point guard. Mm -hmm. But did it? No. It absolutely did not. I'm so sick of watching this apathetic, horrible body language, just big, soft, Baby of a 6'4", 240 waste of freaking space on the court. Just sabotage this team and act like he was snubbed for Bob Cousy. <laughs> Buddy, Bob Cousy would beat you one-on-one -on -one right now. Ver verbal meme, uh, Paul Dino Riddler, did they know? The Cousy, <laughs> the Cousy, uh, the Cousy Award Committee. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Carter. I just have I am to. so sick of this dude being the antithesis of what a Tom Izzo point guard should be. A Tom Izzo point guard should be does not fear the moment, steps up when his team needs him, leads them back from deficits, calms the calms the storms when they're dealing with a run from the opposing team, delivers clutch shots or winning plays. What does what does Anthony Juan Hogard give you? I don't think that's I don't think that's his name. Does he give you any of those? <laughs> he gives nope. you none of those things. And I just am so sick. I just cannot wait until the season is over and Michigan State can cut dead weight with him and Maddie Sissoko. And here's what I will say about Maddie Sissoko. I think very little of why we dislike Maddie Sissoko is because of Maddie Sissoko. I truthfully think that he brings a great attitude every day, competes hard in practice, and is overall a genuinely great guy. But he just isn't good at basketball. It's year four, and he's developed not an iota. But the staff continuously puts him out there. Week, game after game after game, he is playing starters minutes at center. I don't know. You know, I'm not a doctor, but I just feel like at this point, you can you can ramp up Kohler's minutes a little more than just the than just the you know whatever two minute spurts he's playing. And speaking of two minute spurts, 
Yeah, how about the five star? If you who looked good, <laughs> who looked good in those minutes? Here, here's what I'll say about AJ Hogard. I tweeted this last night. I'm so sick of him. Uh, he should donate a generous portion of his NIL money to the NRA because they're the only reason he's still getting the minutes he has. Their lobbying efforts have assured him starting point guard status for the rest of this season. The NRA? Yeah. Why them? Because fucking Jeremy Fierce got shot in the leg. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh. Wow. If, if, if Jeremy Fears were healthy... It'd be his team. I think AJ's riding the bench. I think... I think I don't believe Tom's going to make a change, but I think Tom's had enough of him. But he's like, I'm fucking stuck with him because the guy and that I want to take over is on the him. bench. And he can't no. lambaste him. And he'll, he'll whine and complain. Yeah, and shout out to my friend. Shout out to friend of the program, Tyler Watkins, for this one. He's an emotional lesbian. <laughs> and he just, like, I, I don't get it. And it's like... It, I, I started, I did a thought experiment, okay? And I went and I was like, okay, every point guard who's played for Tom Izzo, would I take A.J. Hogard over them? Hmm. How many did you come out to? None. Literally uh, zero. Okay, let, okay, let's do the thing. All right. Uh, uh, I got to pull the list up. I can probably memorize it. Um, okay, let's, so we'll go Rocket? Well, well, no. I'd take, I'd take Rocket. Either. I'd take Rocket. Rocket. A little more shot creation. Obviously, we take Cassius. Of course. Uh, yep. um, Tum Tum? I'd take Tum Tum every day. Because Tum Tum's a leader. Tum Tum yeah. is a could, fucking leader. At least Tum Tum could keep this group together. AJ can't do that. No. So, before Tum Tum, Denzel? Fuck no. Nope. Oh, God, no. Before De before Denzel, Gary Harris, no, nope. Well, Gary's more of a two guard, but yeah, I wouldn't take him over him. <laughs> Appling, no. Appling, Appling, no. Good. I mean, no. off off the court, yeah, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, obviously. But on the court, Appling was very good. Yeah, Appling Kaylin was trending towards NPOY before that injury. Never forget, yeah. mm -hmm. Kalen Lucas before. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh no, no chance. This is where it gets hit. Who was before Kalen Lucas? Nightall. Like Drew Nightall? Absolutely fucking not. I'm I would Drew not. Nightall. Drew Nightall dragged Nightall. that team to the tournament. I'm taking Nightall. Would it, Nightall would it be day. Chris Hill? I think so. I don't know. Chris I can't Hill. remember much about Chris Hill. He Still probably he, uh, not, though. Yeah. Not no, taking him over he, Mo Ager. No. Chris, Chris Hill was sporadic. Like, he... He kind of had the yips for a little bit. I remember that, but he kind of he got it going later on in his career. Well, there you go. Um, and obviously, Mateen, no, 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 no world, no other dimension would do that. I mean, yeah, it pisses me off. Like, I made a tweet last night that was I forget what I said. I can I'll pull it up in a minute, but someone said. Well, it's not Tom's fault that they missed the free throws. If you are content, 14 and 9 season, where we are kind, where we're probably on the bubble right now, then go fuck yourself respectfully. I'm sick of this shit 
to where people defend Tom Izzo to no end on this. And, I mean, obviously, I don't think all the game was his fault last night. It's just – it's a creation of, of his own doing that we're in this situation that we have nine losses already that he didn't hammer the portal. And the coaching staff looks like it's kind of a boys' club. There's no development. Just look at Matty. No development. Might go down as one of the worst four-year players in, in our basketball program's history. And A.J. Hogarth is getting close to that. I'm, I'm, I'm fed up with this program. I, Tom needs to really refresh things next year. Or I'm going to be – I'm not going to root for him to fail, obviously. I've never been like that. But I'm going to be if, – if this season just goes down the shitter, and especially if we miss the tournament, I'm going to be of the opinion that you get your shit together, you, you go through the portal and retool the enti- almost the entire team and find a hot new assistant or a young, couple younger guys that can develop bigs and guards. Or you know what? Get, get out. It, get out. You're done. That's where I'm at with this program. It's the same – it, it's the same. It's the same argument I made with D'Antonio. Yeah, right. We are trending. We're we're just barely better than Rutgers since COVID. We here's, should be better than that. Here's here was my argument with D'Antonio. Right, greatest coach, greatest coach in program's history. Right, yes. absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, greatest coach in the program's history is responsible for raising the expectations to the point where if you come in as a freshman, you are all but guaranteed to make a final four, Mm -hmm. right? That's how it was. You come in as a freshman, you're making a final four. Yep. When you raise expectations to that level, you're also responsible for maintaining the program to meet those expectations. And right now, Tom Izzo has not been, has not done enough to maintain the program to be able to meet those expectations, right? Look, I, I think a lot of people can see that he is restraining himself in certain, in certain situations, right? I think that's yeah. fairly obvious to all three of us, correct? He wants to blow up. He does. But he's not he's not blowing he's not not blowing up because he he he's worried about becoming a victim of cancel culture or whatever. He's not blowing up because he knows his team won't be able to handle it. He knows that if he blows up especially at number 11 that kid is lost, and he will sit out the rest of the year, or he'll just be lackadaisical the rest of the year. He knows that's what will happen. So here's the thing, right? <clears throat> OKGs, right? Our OKGs, our kind of guys. A lot of, the, a lot of these players, the, the, some of these players are not your kind of guys. There's three of them. There's three of them. You were gifted – the opportunity to have a do-over, to find your kind of guys. 
to find your kind of guys with the year of co- with years of college experience under their belt. Mm-hmm. Guys who you could yell at. Guys who would tell you to shut the fuck up. Guys who would put their arms around you when they're when you're mad at them. Those guys, you had the opportunity to go and find those guys, and you utterly rebuked it, even though one of the only RK OKGs on this team, that's how you fucking found him. Yep. This is this is what I'll say probably in slight defense of Izzo, but it's also his fault. So that's kind of like where I'm at with this. Um the 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 reason the team is losing games is not because of Izzo's coaching, but because of Izzo's roster construction. And I think one of those two things is much more fixable than the other. Like, I mean, you look at every metric that you can find, and it's got Michigan State ranked pretty high. I think that's a direct result of his coaching and what he's been able to get out of this group that clearly is not that good. Like they're one of the most efficient offensive and defensive teams in the country without a center and with a point guard who does his own thing on the court for half the time. So I don't think Izzo in, in an X's and O standpoint is the problem, but I do think the fact that he did choose to roll with this center group, the fact that he did choose to neglect the portal, those things are Izzo problems. It's I and I don't think we'll see a fix to, you know, roster construction, minutes, delegation, whatever it is this year. You're just gonna have to wait till next season to see if he hits the portal. That is kind of where I'm at. Like right now I'm just riding out the rest of the season. Hopefully we make the tournament. Hopefully it doesn't end up poor. I don't feel great about it after last night because I feel like this team showed us who they were just scared of the moment and soft. Listen, when Malik Hall was wide open for three, the one thing he did not want to do in that moment was shoot that ball. Nope. We can't have players like that on this team. You cannot to be Michigan State basketball, you cannot have players afraid of the moment on this team. And I seriously, seriously think that by cutting some of this dead weight, you are improving your roster in that slight sense. The next thing you have to do, you have to go find a big man in the portal. I don't care if Cooper portals. I don't care if Kohler portals. I don't care. You have to find somebody who can catch a ball in the post. You have to find somebody who can run a post touch through in the half court. You have to find someone who's capable of at least throwing up a fucking baby hook. You have to find a halfway competent center. And this team adds like 10 wins. That's an exaggeration, of course, but you get so much better by adding a competent center. You also have to find an experienced point guard. I think in the portal, someone who can spell Jeremy fears next season, because you know, I don't know what it's like to recover from a bullet. I can't imagine it's pleasant. So I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't a hundred percent at the start of next season. So, you know, and again, an awful thing for him to deal with. And I just, you know, it's truly commendable his attitude that he's handling this with. He's smiling. He's warming up. He's looks to be in good spirits. So you just, that's, that's your kind of kid. And, you know, just, of course, you know, Hope for a speedy recovery. He's he's a leader off the court. Like just in on every the bench, sense he's a leader. He is an his own point guard in every sense of the the idea. I think if we had a legit center, like imagine if Madi could do like a sky hook, like a baby hook. He can't catch a ball. 
He doesn't okay, even imagine, he doesn't even know he, he can't even remember to dribble when he catches the fucking ball. Like he can't even do that. Catch the ball and do a sky hook. Probably have like two, three losses. <laughs> we we would be a top ten team. What was what why why did Maddie tease us with the first two weeks of last season? <laughs> mm. He looked Oscar, like he was actually turning a corner. Oscar Shibwe merchant. Oscar <laughs> and Drew Timmy Merchant. <laughs> even even though Oscar Shiba had like 30 and 15, <laughs> I'm still saying I own him. Yeah, he gave him work for sure. He made it, he, Oscar said that he made him work really hard for his points. Um Yeah, that's where I'm at. And I mean, I'm I'm in a better mind state than I was last night when we were talking, but I, I don't we all thought that we could be what I think 12 and 12 and five, 12 and six in the big 10 and feel pretty good about things. I don't know if we're going to get to 12 wins. I think we're going to drop <laughs> Purdue think, on the schedule, dude. No way. We're losing to Purdue. We're losing to Illinois. And we're probably going to drop a stinker in there. And I pray to God, it's not Michigan. Again, if it is, I'm out. I'm if, the conversations we, will be very absolutely. real at that point. Next Saturday, I'm out. I'm done watching them. And I say that, and I'm probably going to watch the next game. I don't think because I Because this team has a parasitic hold on me. But I'm just going to stop caring. And it's it's so disappointing to see some people just go, oh, you know, just it's it's rough. We weren't, we're not used to this. And it's it's mediocrity that sucks. And it's kind of a preview of what things might be like if the next head coach isn't the right guy. It's it's kind of a, a little preview of what could happen when Tom Izzo leaves. You better nail that higher when he's gone. I, I don't think he's gone anytime soon. I still don't, but... I, I think he's got right. another year. I think he's got another year at most left. I think he's going to retire sooner rather than later. We There just needs to be a shakeup with the assistant staff because players aren't <clears throat> coming along like they should. To I say mean, the least. Malik Hall, his his shot looks worse than when he got here. It's, Seton Hall merchant Malik Hall. It got it was it's worse. Like his form looks worse. His mechanics are worse than when he got here. How is that possible? You've had Madi Sissoko for four fucking years, and you couldn't. You couldn't get him to like grasp a basketball in four years. No, the same player he was day one. Yeah, it's like what the fuck are we doing here? It's like, not the what is, basketball I grew up. Doug Wojcik, what do you do? Nothing. He Thomas does Kelly, nothing. what do you do? <sighs> They just collect a nice fat six-figure paycheck, probably. The best hope we have is that Draymond pissed off enough media people to like get <laughs> frozen out of the media, and he retires after this season and joins the bench. Like that's the best long-term outlook. He can go straight to assistant head coach, honestly. Yep. He'd instill I, some toughness in this team. He wouldn't be afraid to call any of these guys pussies to their faces. And they need it. Yeah. 
and I'm not I'm not trying to will this into existence, but I'm starting to see why people would want Drew Valentine to be our next head coach. I feel like he's starting he's start he's everything. starting to get it together. Okay. I think we can do better, but he's starting to get it figured out. I think we can do better too. I, I agree, but keeps up this trend this upward trend and and we do hire him, I'm not gonna be the most upset. But yeah, again, I hope I hope it's not all up to Izzo. I I don't think he's that kind of guy to say that I need to name the successor, but I hope Haller I hope Haller doesn't let that happen. Because I'm starting to think I'm starting to think about it more and more. The more pissed off I'm getting with this team, the more I'm thinking about the future. Haller's made good hires, man. Yeah. And it just sucks how we were all talking about going out to Phoenix. But now we might talk about going to Dayton. <laughs> Lucas. Like, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't have anything else to say. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll be chopping it up with the Illini cast boys later. I'm about this Saturday's matchup. Um, I don't know. The highlight of that might be like a no means no chant from the zone. I don't really wow. know what the, I don't really know what good is going to come out of that. Um, <laughs> but you know, a couple more football, a few more football things to wrap up here. Uh, just real quick. Uh, Nick Saban has joined game day. Nice. I like it. So I think he'll be good. Uh, make, have him do the headgear with Corso. <laughs> Just get that's, this like super like colorful character that we've never oh, seen from Nick Saban before. That'd be that'd be insane. I mean, like we kind of got it with Belichick, where he was like, where he was putting on like the he put on the Navy helmet, like his old Navy helmet during the Army Navy game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I, then I think I think he'll be a little callous at first, but. Maybe at the end of the year he'll start to warm up more about the whole the whole college game day experience. Yeah. Um, plus he seems to like McAfee a lot. So I think McAfee will kind of will kind of loosen him up. Yeah. Loosen him up a little bit. Nice. Uh Lucas, um, mm-hmm. did you see your boy? Uh your boy's back at it. Your boy, oh boy. Daily MSU. <laughs> no. Oh man. You <laughs> missed a good luck to him tweet. Okay, I got a, I have a burner that I use uh, to follow him because he blocked me, so I got to get going on that. That's all the burner is. Like someone who thinks I have burners that harass him, that's the only burner I have is just to follow daily MSU, and it, it, it's just it's worth it. Um, man, who who's the good luck to him for? Is it for that D? Didn't we have a D commit in football? Yeah, Jane Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Lord forgive me. It's time to go back to the old me. That's what he said when he posted that. Um, we want to talk Super Bowl real quick. We we did that to open the show. We okay, both what, think what the Chiefs you, are winning. Okay, I'm I'm going to be the contrarian. My it's happening. I think the 49ers are going to win. I hope not. I hope I'm dead wrong. So I I hope just fade me. But I I don't know, man. I think I think. Kyle Shanahan's finally going to break through. Listen, I, I I said this to Carter, and you know it's for 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 fans of teams in the NFC that might not be the worst thing in the world because they they they'll they'll pay Brock Purdy if they win. Yeah, 
if they so don't, then they're gonna then they're gonna go get. They're gonna just call every team. Yeah, and they're gonna go throw get, their best offer. They're gonna go try to get Kirk, or you know, they'll try to get Brady out of retirement again, or uh, you know, whatever. Like it's it's in our vested interest as fans, all three of us actually, mm, as fans yeah. of NSC teams, it's in our vet, it's in our best interest that the 49ers win the Super Bowl. You know, it's the ramp. The Rams could be able to sneak back into things if 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 it doesn't go well after paying Purdy. Yeah. So, um, one last football thing: the updated schedule for MSU football has been released. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> uh, that the game on the 14th versus NC State was canceled. Um, we were all hoping and praying. Please. Please just pay an FCS team to come in here and get their ass kicked. That's what they did. It's now Prairie oh. View. It's now Prairie View A and M. Oh, that'll be fun. Oh, that's gonna be a nice leave at halftime game. I can't wait. Fun little yep. blowout. Oh, yep, that'll be a nice little the the Tommy <laughs> the Tommy Schuster special. <laughs> I see Rylan Jesse at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, I I miss when we scheduled those. Like, I remember in 2014 we whooped on like Jacksonville State, like 70 to seven. I miss that shit, man. Of course, that was when we had like a high octane offense. So, I mean, whatever. Hey, a high octane offense might be back. Oh, Aiden, Aiden Childs, your mental, my mental health relies a lot on him right now. Same. I say that with a wife and baby, but I know deep in the back of my head, I'm like, Aiden Childs, you mean a lot more than you should to me. <laughs> like not oh. being mean, not being mean to him. <laughs> yeah. The the other thing, I mean, this doesn't affect MSU this year, but long term is just like uh, Chip Kelly slutting himself out for any OC job that's available right now. Is <laughs> just like. Um, he's afraid he's afraid of Jonathan Smith, man. That's it. That's the thing. That and Bill O'Brien might go to Boston College. Again, he's afraid of Jonathan Smith. UCLA low key. He's play, he would have to he can't run from Jonathan Smith if he goes to Boston oh, shit, College. That's right. We'd go right in week three. <laughs> the thing is, UCLA low key saved us by yes. not firing Chip Kelly. Yeah, I think Smith probably would have uh Yeah, Smith yeah, would have taken he, the UCLA job. Yeah, or, or Washington for sure. One of those two. And we'd UCLA, be talking, we'd be UCLA talking about Manny Diaz right now. <laughs> UCLA oh. is like the is like the rat in the in the van in Endgame, like just stepping on the right thing to send Ant Man <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to thank them for doing that, big time. Please welcome full time head coach Harlan Barnett. <sighs> One oh, he just got hired Northwestern. Yeah, he's the Northwestern DBs coach. Good luck to him. <laughs> okay, I, you know, listen, I know Harlan still wants to coach. Um, and and I've said this right, Harlan deserves all the credit in the world for keeping the team together, mm-hmm. for just keeping the team together enough for Jonathan Smith to be able to get in there and re-recruit everyone like that was massive he deserves an immense 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 amount of credit for that yep i'll never Absolutely. rag on him i'll never rag on him for how this season went it was it was out of his control yeah 
I mean, do I think he wasn't the best coach at times? Absolutely. But when when your coordinators are Scotty Hazleton and Jay Johnson, you're really not. The expectations should be low. Yeah. So, um, but no, I'm I'm interested to see what what he can do. I mean, uh, you know, David Braun, um, Northwestern was kind of in a similar situation last season. So they're they're kindred spirits, I suppose, in a way. David Braun yep. and Harlan Burnett. That was one of my worst takes that Northwestern would go 0-10 uh, in the Big Ten. I kind of think everyone thought that. <laughs> David Braun like, really worked some magic. After yeah. like three weeks, I'm like, oh, shit, this is bad. This is a bad take. They were a pretty solid team, and they went to a bowl game. And yeah. won their bowl game. And they we won. didn't. Eight wins. Yeah, they had an eight, they had an eight, fucking eight-win season last year. Unbelievable. Um, that's all I got for this week. Um, you know, anything else? Oh, I think I'm going to get tickets to go see Tim Robinson. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, depending on price, I might, uh, I might do the same 60 bucks. That's it. Yeah. And Fox <laughs> Theater is not a bad seat in the house. So 60 when bucks, April 5th. What day is that? It it's a Friday night. Mm. It's Ooh. opening night. It's opening day at Tiger at uh, Comerica too. Hmm. Uh, Could be a little crowded. Yeah. I'm still, I think I'm going to go though, for sure. I think I'm going to get tickets. So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I don't have anything else to add. Sorry I was late. No, that's all good. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll pick this up next week. Um, We'll get back to Sundays too. It's Mm -hmm. just with the the playoffs, everything kind of got... A little fucky wucky, uh, but uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, until then, fellas, go green, go white, go, go white. Ah. <sighs>